I'm Derek Wheatley and welcome to episode 125 of the Weekly Weekly Podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in as always. Um, if you're on the podcast platforms, by the way, if you could just go into your uh, laptop or um, iPad or other other kind of pads are available apart from the i one um subscribe to our youtube if you would um it obviously helps with the numbers and getting the, the, the listens out there and stuff like that um that's enough for me selling stuff um yeah and thanks for your support during the week um the reason why i'm not on the screen with somebody else uh this week is some conflicting schedules and i was i was kind of left at a a kind of a bit of a situation where I wasn't sure if I'd be able to get anyone in time because you don't just want to dump the, the fact that you know I need someone to come on the podcast and could you come on like this in the next couple of days um on people and you know you're reaching out to people sometimes they don't see the Instagram message they don't see the email or whatever so I I instead of putting myself under unnecessary stress um and I put myself under stress when it comes to solo ones because I think, oh God, who's going to want to listen to me again? You know, they want to, people who listen regularly want to hear guests and different uh, opinions. But do you know, it's like, it doesn't matter, you know, in the sense of if people uh, decide, oh, I'm not going to listen to Derek's two solo episodes in a row, that's fine. That's good. Uh, we'll have a guest, definitely have a, a guest next week. I'm sure of it. Um, no, we will. We'll have, we'll have someone next week just to kind of mix it up a bit. Um, so that's the reason I'm here on my own. Um, you may have seen the title of the uh, the episode, and I'll get into that in a minute. Um, I wanted to just address the fact for the very um, very kind people who messaged me on Instagram and and other places about in support of my decision to go back to therapy because um, it's not that I was like you know you know I made the decision confidently and you know I knew it was a good idea for me. Uh, but you know, some people might be a little bit more hesitant about the idea of of needing to go back and maybe thinking it's a it's a backward step if you're going back to therapy. And um, the couple of people who I who I will note uh, said it was a very you know a positive decision to make because I've been through it, you know, the 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 therapy thing and with different types of therapy, um. And I know how much it's helped. And if I am struggling, like I mentioned last week with OCD and anxiety and things like that, um, well, then I should really get on top of it because I don't want it to knock on into other things, if you know what I mean. So I, I contacted, obviously, I was looking for, you know, uh, some tips on who would be a good therapist for me, a good fit. And fortunately, due to this podcast, I've had, I have some people who I can, who can, give a shout to to ask if they could help and Joanna Dwyer and, and Tracy Bulger were the two people I, who I asked who have both been on and both been both been on twice actually Tracy was on it three times because she um presented the the or I should say hosted the um the 100 episode so um I, I contacted them and pretty quickly they got back to me um with somebody who they thought Joanne got back to me and said this person would be very you know useful for you for what you want to talk about and I've chatted to Tracy too obviously um and like go back to therapy in the the the, the H I nearly said the NHS and t- too much to wear the HSC and uh, you know the understaffed and stuff and I've been waiting probably a long time for it like so I contacted um uh the the person's name who was given and um or the person I was given uh and fair play to him like he he said I think it was like I can't even think it was on the Monday. And he said, oh, can you do Thursday at half four? And I had uh, 
I had a therapy thing for my knee, my physiotherapy for my knee. And I couldn't, but then he said, I get back to you in a couple of days and he got back to me. So I actually have one. This is Saturday. I'm recording this. So I actually have my first um, session with him on uh, uh, the, uh, nine o'clock on Tuesday or sorry, Thursday morning. And it's in person. He, we discussed about this is kind of interesting because I've talked to people about this on the podcast. I've talked to therapists about it on the podcast and people who are you know, working from home and things like that. And he said, you know, there's two days he's in office and two days that he's not. And he does Zoom. Um, and obviously, I have no problem doing Zoom, but I just said to him, for the first one, would it be possible to just have a you know, face-to-face so I could kind of get, get to know him and he could get to know me a little better? And then after that, we could maybe do the Zoom. So in fairness to him, he gave me the Thursday, which is a face-to-face, and he said, um, you know, from then on, like, that that slot would be free, which means would be they would be face-to-face, which suits, suits me better. You know, like I said, Zoom would be grand, but... I like because I haven't done the Zoom before, I guess, and everything we haven't done, we're a little bit worried about. And so I, I'm a little bit more happy that we'll be doing a face to face. And, you know, I can't thank um, obviously Tracy and uh, Joanne enough, but people, um, you know, Joanne Burke, who I've had on before, came in and contacted me about, um, you know, what a positive step forward it is. And a couple of other people didn't. I'm really sorry if I've forgotten who it was, but just really nice kind of messages of, of support. And, you know, those people are kind of people who would do it for anyone, you know, so that's, that's a positive thing that there's people out there who are, you know, willing to offer that kind of support for, um, not me, like, but, but, but for anyone who are, you know, maybe struggling or maybe need to go to therapy and they've kind of been worried about what people think, because we're all obviously still worried about what people think and people can be a bit dismissive still if they don't really know the facts. So thank you very much for that. And also, also thanks to Kieran McNally. Uh, I, I mentioned him a couple of weeks ago. I want to mention him again because we finished up our our, our uh, appointments. And, and the disappointing thing for me this week was I um, I was training on Wednesday and uh, I'd done the CrossFit. Knees, no, but knees have improved so much like from, from what, the, what Kieran's done for me. And I was stretching. The worst thing was I was warming down and I was doing the, uh, not the glute stretches. Why do I always, uh, the tie, the tie, let's say the tie. There's a better, isn't there? Anyway, it doesn't really matter. But we were, so I was stretching back and as I let the, let my leg go, I felt this like kind of weird. I couldn't really even describe it to Kieran, to be honest, but it was like this tiny little pop or separation or something. And I, it just locked my leg lock, but. Uh, to the next day I had that appointment with Kieran and he he was massaging it and he could feel that there was a lot of inflammation. So he thinks it's just inflammation, which is very reassuring because I felt terrible Wednesday evening thinking that it was like a, a big setback, maybe like a 10 and again or something. But like Kieran has been great um, sending me videos as well. And, you know, even even though we're finished, he said like, you know, send him on a couple, if I, an email about like in a couple of days, let him know how it was getting on and he'd be able to help me that way. So uh, if you do have any trouble with any you know phys- physical ailments we'll say uh Kieran McNally's your man because um you know it's no good to just sit at home uh resting and an injury I'm talking about like I'm not talking about very serious serious injury obviously I'm talking about you know the ones that I've been going through um you know you've got to be moving it and Kieran give you the right way to do it at the right pace and uh, very much uh, a confidence builder he is he gets it in your head that you can do it and stuff so I think that's my my thank yous for today but so the idea of this episode uh, and it's gimmicky and it is very gimmicky in nature and the reason being it's called a celebration of 100 guests the problem with that title is 
we've had 98 guests. So we are cheating a little bit. The reason being because I was going to have, uh, you know, a celebration of 100 guests after we have the 100 guests. But this opportunity was here uh, while there was no guests for this week. So I thought, well, let's do it. So what I wanted to, the way I wanted to do it is, and it's some of the stuff is noted down here, but I don't know. So I want to just show the people who are watching. So so that's 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 what my list, that's my uh, sorry, that's my notes for the episode today. Okay, so there, that's a, a, a usual, um, like two page. Even even if I go here, so here's Brendan Harding's notes. They're all there. Okay, and then we go off that. So what I want to do in this episode is that's my second copy. This is my first one. That's obviously full and full to the brim. So what are we, I'm going to turn to a page randomly? And I promise it's random and it's and it's not. You know, I haven't set this up in any way, but I want to turn to a page randomly, maybe do six or seven guests, depending on, on how the timing is going. And I'll scroll to that guest. And then I want to explain, like, kind of go through, not not kind of dissect the episode, but obviously talk about where I was at the time myself, why I wanted to talk to this person, what we talked about, you know, how I was feeling about it. Because there's many stories within these episodes and before and after Um of me as well as the guests coming on. So it's, you know, and why, you know, even our, our correspondence between us as I'm trying to get the guests on, because they can be over and back and over and back and kind of tiring, but obviously always worth it in the end. So I'm going to, what I'm going to do, I'm going to go from obviously the first copy. If I land on a solo episode, I'm going to skip it. We don't need to talk about like my own solo stuff. And that was like, I think I did nine in a row during lockdown. I'm going to skip them if we land on it. Um, so, yeah, so, right, let's, let's, let's actually, let's set this up instead. Before we go into the guest, right, I have this written down about my, my worries as a host. So it's not my worries about this episode because I'm not hosting anyone. I'm hosting the show, but I'm a host anyone. Um, you know, when I, when I go to pick people and stuff, uh, say if I have two people who have like similar, maybe it's t- psychotherapists, because I had a couple of psychotherapists on and my immediate worry is that I would start asking the same questions because it's very, it would be a very easy thing to do. It'd be it'd be actually be the handiest thing to do for me because then I could just from what they answer back. But they're different, obviously, much different people, much different approach, approaches to it and stuff like that. So I what I don't do, and this is probably I don't know, it seems to have worked. But what I don't do is I don't go back and look at the the previous guests. So. Say if I had uh, Olivia Feehan, for instance, who's a psychotherapist, and then I had um, Anita Lynch. So there's two. There's two I've had on, yeah. Uh, and I so so who was first? I think Olivia would have been before Anita. So so if I had Olivia and I've asked these questions, I don't go back, and that probably sounds silly because then I could repeat the questions. But I kind of think that my questions would be different because I've already spoken to Olivia and I've found out really more about what a psychotherapist does. So then I'm able to, without asking those questions to Anita, I can ask her approach to what she does. So it's a different question, you know, so you can, you can kind of move it around a bit. Now it's not often where I have two people who've done the same thing, but if I talk about jujitsu to two different people, it's easy for me because I can talk about it you know, I I know what it is about when I've done it. But when I'm talking about something I've no idea about, I kind of feel like sometimes there's a case of winging it. Uh, but that's not like a necessarily a bad thing because it gives the, the guests more time and 
uh, to, to answer the question and to be more kind of clear about what they say, whereas I'm just kind of answering the most, sorry, asking the most basic questions, if you know what I mean. So it's, I think it's good in that way. Um, obviously, a, a huge worry is the Internet uh, in itself. Um, obviously, when we have people within the in the room, it's not uh, so much a problem. Well, it's not a problem at all. But when we are uh, online, like I have, like my internet has never had any trouble when we've been on. It's a decent. We have actually decent internet out here, even though I can hardly hear a bloody phone call on my on my um on my phone because of the the service provider. But the, the internet is really really good. But you know when you go onto a, a guest's video and it, and it's all kind of choppy and the sound's cutting out, you're immediately thinking, oh god, don't 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 don't, because you don't want to waste their time you don't want to be you know um you want them to have a good time while they're there and not have to worry about where they're going to stand and where they're going to move around it's happened a couple of times and the guests have been very patient and very you know tolerant of me um which is nice of them obviously um and and on the course there's that big one of like we had a couple of occasions where the the electricity went down uh on the day of the recording now not an hour before anything but like you know that morning of and you're immediately going oh you know if it goes it, it just, it, I'd, I'd be so, I'd be so stressed out and I don't want to be stressed out coming into it. Cause I think you feel that off someone, if you're stressed out, you know, you get that, even if it's through the computer screen, you get that impression that this person's like not themselves or, you know, acting strange. So <clears throat> they're the kind of worries. So what I'm going to do, should I do it on camera? No, I think you trust me, don't you? So what I'm going to do, I'm going to go for the first one. So I'm going to not too far into the copy. I'll open the first, open the cover. Okay. So I'm not too far in. I hope it's not one of my own ones so i land on no i'm not i can't do josh i've talked about josh too much that would be that'd be unfair okay so all right so i land on zeta but zeta's is an interesting one okay because um uh did i know zeta or did i meet zeta before the podcast i think i met zeta before the podcast in town just to um, just have a chat um you know, get to get to know the person, which is uh, which I'm always willing to do. Now, Zeta would have been coming to the house. This was episode five recorded on the 29th of February uh, 2020. Um, So the day Zeta came out, I remember it being this there was a storm like and it was really, really bad storm, you know, and I think Zeta got a taxi out as far as I remember. But I remember and if you go back and listen to it now, you can actually hear the the wind and the rain on the roof, like it was really full on, you know, and I was talking to Zita about a lot of things because Zita did a lot of things with regards to, um, uh, to kind of, she was bodybuilder first and then she went on to do, and which she does now, she does powerlifting. Um, so it was something, again, not a, like she was competitive in both. So it was not a thing that I was familiar with. So to get to chat to her about, bodybuilding difference in bodybuilding i guess and like powerlifting is one thing which we all probably know but the kind of tiny little things in between you know the the diets and the the different ways you have to look after yourself in between were really interesting to me um so we had like it was a great episode and uh you know um we 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 wrapped it up obviously and uh zeta was we went in to watch a film actually because the weather was terrible um uh, we didn't really know how Zeta was going to get home because the because of the storm and like whether there's going to be taxi availabilities or not. I think we watched The Shining actually. 
Um, and then we got, then uh, we, it was Anne who, who dropped Zita in. It was, we had to ask Anne in the end because I think Zita rang a taxi a couple of times and there was just no taxis coming out because obviously people were in town needing them. And uh, we're, for people who don't know, I'm a little bit outside of town. Uh, so we ended up, yeah, dropping uh, Zita in um, close to, I don't know if it was close to her house or close to a bus stop or whatever it might have been. Regardless, we got, we got Zita home, but it was a, it was a good, it, it was a fun, um, it was a fun conversation. It was one of the ones that broke the two page barrier. I normally takes two pages to write an episode. I actually took three. Um, I actually, there, I just see in a paragraph there about uh, Declan Cooper, who I used to train with, um, who was doing some therapy, uh, massage therapy to me to kind of help him with his before his exams, which was very appreciated by me. But um, I get a little shout out on here um, for from uh, massage therapy. I'm pretty sure he still does it. He's DC Sports Analytic Therapy. Just in case you want to again look after uh, who doesn't love a massage. To be fair, so that was that was uh, Zisha's one. So we'll 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 flick forward. We'll go on. To, oh, okay, we're going forward. We're going forward. How do I land on Josh again? Oh, here's one. Here's one. Okay. So this is a good one because um, this is Teresa. Uh, Bulger's one and uh, I did not know Teresa I found her on the Dancing Soul website Um again this is one where uh, Teresa wanted to meet beforehand and I met her in in Savior Fair in, in Monksland here which isn't too far from me and we had a well I had a cup of, cup of tea Teresa had a, a can of coke she's she's into her uh, coca-cola Um uh, we had a good chat but like I what I got a vibe off her was like how kind of like cool and chill she was we had a really good we didn't really have a chat about what i wanted to talk about we kind of talked about what um you know Teresa like her kind of her life growing up and and stuff like that and obviously i was chatting about that as well i'm sure i started talking about films at some point i always do it's a bore fest you know uh but uh you know Teresa's if you don't know is a clinical hypnotherapist who mainly deals with helping people to stop smoking which is hugely important uh and if people want to do it they, they can contact Teresa in um in the dancing soul but um, we got on so well, like, you know, and the, the, the again, Teresa was over here. It was one of the, it was episode 20, as I say, it recorded on 13th of the 6th. Um, so, uh, so about two years ago. Is it the 13th today? No, it's past the 13th. I'm way behind. It's five days behind it. But um, we had such a good time. Like, we've met since. We've, we're, we, we chat. I know Teresa listens to the podcast, which I always appreciate. Um, we had her then back for episode 100 to host it. We had her on the the quiz night when she was on with uh, Joanne, um, Nicola and Ginny. Uh, and that was a lot of fun too. Um, so like Teresa's always welcome back uh, on the podcast anytime because uh, it's such a great time for her. So yeah, like we said, we chatted all about all that and like, um, you know, how hypnotherapy works and that uh, works. And that's how, that's the episode where I absolutely messed up on uh, the difference between hypnotherapy and um What's the other? What's the other one? Hypnosis, yeah, hypnotic. You know that one. Uh, I was made a fool of myself, but Teresa was very kind. That's a shame me. Um, so we jump forward uh, to episode forty-four, uh, recorded on the twenty-eighth of the eleventh, twenty twenty. Um, Cormac McManus, uh, um, uh, a man I've known since we were very, very young. Um, we, my, uh, my dad's house, my house, uh, was, uh, basically over the wall from where Cormac and his family growing up and he had a uh, brothers and sisters and my two brothers and myself would hang around with each other. Um, it was really great to 
to have Cormac come on. He came on to talk about bipolar. Um, amongst other things, like, you know, he, he has rapid cycling bipolar, which I do not have. Um, and he t- we talked about, I've obviously asked questions to people about medication and therapy, what they've had. Um, uh, because, you know, some people have, haven't had either and some people have had both or, you know, there's multiple ways of doing it. So we also got to talk about um, IVF uh, treatment that his, himself and his wife um, were going through. So his two kids through that and uh, his, uh, his, good, uh, his good lady is, 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 um, is pregnant again, which is more good news. Um, must be due actually soon, soon enough. I'm not too sure, to be honest, maybe a couple of months. Um, but yeah, and Cormac's like, he's a big runner. He runs marathons as well. And, you know, I know that helps with his, uh, I know that helps with his, with his mental health. And he was very kind actually to talk about, you know, how his, how his partner really, you know, helps him through his cycles, you know, his mood cycles and, you know, the toughness and resilience of the two of them really uh, would de- to have two kids coming on three. Um, but yeah, like Cormac was through Zoom at this point, we had finished doing the online or sorry, the in-person interviews. So, which was kind of a shame because I would have loved to have Cormac out here for a, for a bit of a chat and a couple of cup of tea afterwards where we could chat a bit more openly about our youth because let's not bring up too much on the show. We don't need to, don't need to spoil anything really. But that was a lot of fun. So, I'm landing on people that are kind of still chatting to. But um okay, here's one. Episode 61, recorded on the 28th of March 2021. Uh Saya Novinger. Um, if you don't know who Saya was, the, the, kind of an incredible story. She's um Saya's American, uh, in lives in California, um, I think up north northern California. Uh, and I came about her through uh, Gamma, which is a, a, a Marsh MMA um, organization uh, that uh, Calvin, who former guest who was on, uh, s- set up, and they did a, a video, um, an advert for 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 Gamma, where they put uh, Saya doing um, what's the name of the song she does, uh, da, 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 the Well Below the Valley, um, from a, for a performance she did in like L.A. in a in a bar, an Irish bar, and I don't know how Calvin found it to be honest, and he put it up and. Conor McGregor, who got involved with Gamma, shared the video. And of course, that went viral, as the kids would say. And then uh, Saya got a lot of notice, a lot more followers, and people were were interested where she was from, how she came about. And I wanted to talk about how she came about the, you know, how she came about the, the, the song, like where she heard it first and stuff. And she describes herself as a singer from many cultures, many lands. And we got through that and we talked about the Ilan Pai player, Seamus Ennis, uh, when he discussed the idea that the Bowron should be played with a knife, um, which I agreed with. But uh, Saya, obviously, being a Bowron player, did not. And I had some cheek bringing that up, actually, to be fair, to, 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 um, to kind of put Saya in that situation where she had to defend it against, look, the, the actual you know, Irish person having a go at the Bowron. Um, yeah, and we talked about like, you know, performing live through shyness and um, like, arrange, like you know, the arrangement she does for each song because this stand up and sing a song like that yourself, just you playing the Bowron. It's, it's, um, it's a tough thing to do for, for anyone because um, it's like a cappella, you know, with just, a, with just a percussion instrument. So it's, it's, um, yeah, but if you want to actually check out that video, just Saya Novinger, S-A-Y-A Novinger, um, at the Well Below the Valley. And if you haven't checked it out, go and check it out. 
Uh, and if you want to listen to Saya, this is this is still our furthest um, reaching interview. Uh, we were she, as as I say, she's up in Northern California, and uh, uh, that's as far as we go. So we had to deal with some um, time difference issues as well, which is which wasn't a problem. Luckily enough, uh, what is it? Eight hours, seven hours. Um, so that was a lot of fun. So that was episode sixty one. What I'm going to do now before we go any further is I'm going to read the old. The trusty um the advert so fusion training center monksland Athlone, a place to train in brazilian jiu-jitsu kickboxing martial arts and crossfit a great atmosphere with experienced coaches and a real sense of community if you want to join the team find us on facebook at fusion training center or drop in for a chat fusion training center train like a warrior um women's classes are going very well in there uh, i'm really enjoying it Every every week or so, there's one or two more coming in that people are bringing their friends in, which is great. And everybody seems to be having good crack. That's you know, that's more you know, that's that's hugely important. It's a huge draw because obviously you're there to learn uh, martial arts or sorry, self defense, jujitsu. But it's it's um, it's a good environment as well, you know. And everybody seems to uh, be very chatty with each other uh, quite quickly, and that's important too because. We'd be waiting a while for me to knit all that side of it together, but um, we no, we, obviously I am. I'm trying, you know. I'm doing. I'm doing all right with it. Um, I'll take a quick drink and we'll we'll try for another another episode. I don't know how many we've done already. Three, is it? Maybe four. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Here's episode seventy one, recorded on the sixth of the sixth, twenty twenty one, with the guest. Gemma Delaney. Gemma is uh, the host of the What's Up Doc podcast. It's a true crime podcast. Um, I uh, I can't quite remember where I came upon Gemma, whether it was on Instagram or Twitter where I saw the, the podcast itself or whether I um, whether I came about it. Someone told me about it. But either way, Gemma was great. Uh, like it's uh, this has happened a few times where someone has a good mic and you've got a good mic and it sounds great and you have the two, you know, the two professional sounding mics. Um, not that that's you know we can do without the two professional mics, but it it, it does sound great. Like, but I, I found I find true crime very a very interesting subject. I think a lot of, like it seems a lot of people do, and I'm not, like we're often wondering why that is, but it's surely to do because it's so out there. You know, I think. It's so out of our wheelhouse. Well, you'd hope it is, um, but it's so out of our wheelhouse that we find a kind of a, a, a dark fascination with, like, about how things things can go the way they do and people can do what they do. And uh, Gemma, her shows what she does is she looks at true crime uh, documentaries, like whether they be films or series, and she discusses them with a guest then later on. And she actually recently just put up a new episode. She was. Um, She's uh, interviewing someone at Comic Con. Uh, who is it? It's like the the real, the real some something hunter. Oh God! You, you look it up. Look it up. It's the name. As like I said, it's the WhatsApp Doc podcast. But we 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 also talked about how you can bring some, uh, how you managed to bring some lightness to such a dark subject. Because if it was all just doom and gloom, it is very hard to kind of just listen to. And obviously, it's doom and gloom if we're talking about true crime. But when you have, when you have such a 
serious and kind of delicate subject to add a bit of lightness without sounding dismissive of the subject i think that that's tough and i think Gemma does that very well i also got to discuss my favorite crime documentary uh with her which is the west memphis three uh trilogy um which any, everybody should watch um night stalker number one on netflix which i thought was fantastic and Gemma obviously answered her favorites and you can go and listen if you like to find out uh we talked a bit about the true crime community as well which just seems to be growing every day just because of the actual you know the interest in true crime so yeah again like obviously Gemma was on zoom and Pac, i think she's in wexford is she i might be wrong with that um so we'll go one more for this copy uh so here we go um okay well it landed on the quiz but i think it's because i had that in the middle <laughs> um I can talk about the quiz. So the quiz, as I called a quiz in name only part one, featuring Ginny Breslin, Tracy Bulger, Joanne O'Dwyer and Nicola Glynn. I mean, I knew it was going to be an easy episode for me. I knew it was going to be good crack. It's not a fair quiz because I wasn't asking. I was asking questions based on my own opinions. And that's not a quiz. That's a. What is that? That's kind of like something a dictator would do, I suppose. But it was to do with, like, music, um, films. Uh, you know, I even had favourite animals written down, uh, like three dinner guests alive or dead. You know those kind of questions. They're very easy. And we did them with a group of with, with the lads as well. We did with Josh, uh, John Francis, Martin Hickey, and who was it? Kelvin, I think, was in there as well. So we've done it with, with both uh, uh, genders, which is pretty old-fashioned this stage i need to cop on but i would like to do a final eventually because i think the people that went through and please forgive me if i'm wrong um i think it was Ginny and nicola and then i think on the on the lads john francis definitely did i think it was calvin because i know martin and and josh aren't aren't good losers and i think they were a bit annoyed so i think they were they were the four and i'd like to get it in but it was such fun with both with both episodes and uh you know when you when you pick the when you pick the guests for those kind of things, it, the guests are the ones that make it very easy. You know, it's, it's not, um, it wasn't a difficult process for me, but it was recorded on, by the way, it was recorded on the 20th of August. Well, I have a line through that. So maybe it's doing, it may be recorded a bit later than that. Maybe I changed it. Um, so that, that, that's that completed copy. And I really like the copy. It's got a lovely, a lovely uh, texture to it. So, um, so I, so then we, so we can go back in and we can do another couple in this one and then we can we can move on because it's just it's just interesting to look back even though we won't be looking too back too far back in this one so um yeah okay so this was this was from episode ninety one episode was recorded on twenty fourth of the tenth twenty twenty one um this was recorded with Egrain Hackett Cantabrana uh, someone who was terrified of of pronouncing the name wrong. Um, which happens a lot, but Egrain was not a name I knew of, but I knew of or I'd heard before. Um, but Egrain is the host of What a Scream podcast, and this was an opportunity for me to uh, talk a bit more about horror. And it's a, it's interesting because Josh said to me the other day, "Is it like what what are your favorite genres?" Obviously, one is horror, and I was like, "It's not like, but you know, obviously in in, in October, I always go for a little bit of a horror marathon because just for the spirit of it in." in um, on Halloween and you know I watch back in old favorites and try to look at new a new horror films that I haven't caught up with yet but I got to chat with Egan about it and it was really good because she writes about it for for magazines and stuff as well for for um 
sites and uh, obviously she has a huge knowledge on, on horror and stuff and you know we had good crack and she's also a burlesque well she was a burlesque performer i think she actually stopped doing burlesque or it could be wrong she at the time she wasn't doing it because of maybe because of the covid thing or whatever but um yeah i obviously still um follow uh Egrain and uh you know she's 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 a great writer uh, about about horror i think horror is a particularly difficult genre to, to write about when it comes to films i think if you look at something like drama it's 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 depending on the film, obviously, but I think horror seems to have a lot of layers and a lot of psychological kind of, well, psychological layers, really, because sometimes it's not about what you see or what you don't see. It's about way more than that, you know, and it goes a lot deeper. And a lot of the horror films that are coming out now seem to have that idea behind them. It's not just slasher stuff. It's more It's more in-depth. There's more in the, uh, I guess, the psychosis of the of the villain or the, the bad guy than you would think so i i do like it and it was it was a fun chat and um, we'll do we'll do two what, what time we're on don't want to go too far and too long but um so we're here on episode 103 recording on 15th of the 1st 2022 what eva wall eva i was really happy to get eva on it took me to episode 103 to get someone to talk on to talk about books just about books um eva has i was follower on uh on Eva's uh, Instagram page. And uh, uh, she was always posting about books and stuff. So I wanted to kind of nerd out a little bit about books. And, you know, she has a blog too about it and, you know, going into depth about the book she's reading at the time. And it's really fascinating because she she tends to, fo- like, or I should say, she doesn't tend to focus on one particular thing. So she'll she reads, you know, the new books, but also goes back to things like, you know, um, Jane Austen and things like that. And, when people write really well about it on a blog, it, it does draw you to the books, like because sometimes you're kind of thinking, "Oh, Jane Austen, I think that's a bit, you know, highfalutin, uh, or or whatever you might think, you know, it's a bit bit romantic, or you know, whatever you're you're thinking about." And she's she's a great way of putting it across that you know, there's more to books than just the way we 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 see them, you know. Um, believe the people who've read the books, basically, is what I'm saying. Um, but we always talked about her becoming a teacher and. Um, I got a chance to talk about my favorite books, which, by the way, my favorite books to kill a mockingbird. If I haven't mentioned that before, but yeah, well, I talk about my favorite authors, and we go back and forth. It's a, it's a fascinating interview. Eva was really nice to. Uh, she was really embarrassed at one point about um her sister walking into the room when she was doing it, but uh, yeah, that's how I came across Eva was on Instagram, so that's why I wanted to have her on and ask her about, you know, about books. So um. We we are no, I'm not going to do that that episode. So where are we? Okay, no, we we'll go back. We we'll go back one. We we'll go back one or two because we're too too close to, uh, too close to the end. Oh, here's one. Right. So, uh, Connor Breen, Connor, uh, man here from Athlone, sound man, uh, a mentalist and a magician who came on and did some really amazing ma- uh, magic tricks. Really amazing magic tricks. Um. Uh, I had seen Connor. I had actually met him in Fusion. Uh, I had only chatted to him a couple of times, um, uh, and then obviously I was following following him on Instagram just to see the tricks. Like, because I'm kind of we had the Joe Daly, who was also a magician, who showed some tricks, and I still don't know how they did it. You know, unbelievable, really. So uh, we had Connor on, and uh, obviously got to chat to him about how he got into magic, and you know, he's a really, uh, really 
great speaker. He's like, you're kind of drawn to him. Uh, and then he started doing the stuff he was doing. And you I just, I just can't get my head around the stuff. I really can't. And then we talked about like a mentalist, what a mentalist does. And um, even like, there's an amazing thing about, about Connor on it. And somebody said it to me afterwards. And it's like something I didn't really note at the time is when he got one of the tricks wrong, like, but he didn't at any point get flustered about it. He just said, okay, we'll move on to the next one. I mean, they're not, he even said he doesn't go off the, the principle of like 10 out of 10 times he's going to trick right. I can't remember exactly what he said, the, the ratio he does, but, um, and I don't want to misquote him, but like 10 out of 10 is not something that he's, you know, aiming for because, you know, those tricks are, aren't going to go up. They're quite, they look very, very complicated. So I'm sure they're very complicated to pull off, but that was a really fun one. And um, then this really coincidence was that a friend of mine is, is, is Connor's like great, uh, is Connor's grand uncle. And so that was kind of something that I didn't know. Um, so it's one of those little things, but look at loans, a small town, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed that little run through those guests. Um, they were random. Um, I'd not, uh, I'm not cheap. All right. So yeah, like I, I also like when I'm, when I talk about, it's easy to reach out to someone who, um, you know, maybe uh, we have mutual friends or something because you can kind of mention it. But it's not so easy to reach out to someone who you have no idea who they are. They have no idea who you are. They might even open your message on Instagram because they might be getting messages all the time. They just ignore them. You know, that you kind of go fair enough. So they might even see on that. They might even see on Twitter. They might not open their messages. But I'm still so awkward about reaching out to people. And I try, I think I'm awkward about the wording in the in the message. I'm just I have this like template um, message and then I kind of fill out different bits and pieces for what you know why I want them on like and what drew me to their page or whatever it might be um I'm just so awkward about it. and it's not like you know sometimes like any podcaster who has guests on guests on is going to say the same like some people reach out like will message you back and say they're up for it and then not get back to you the second time, which is, you know, disappointing. And then, you know, somebody mightn't get back to you at all. But I don't get, like, upset about the rejection and such. Like, you know, it's just it, people don't have time for everything. And um, and if you know me, if you heard me talk before, I, I basically bring that back on myself and say, it's my own fault for the crappy message I sent. So it's not, you know, obviously it's not my own fault. Um, I, I still do want to take the the kind of show on the road and, just to mix it up a bit, but it'd be nice, like for my own sake, to push it a bit, you know, to travel to somebody's house or, you know, travel it, even if it's, you know, a different county or whatever, and just bring the equipment I need and, and just go for it. And as long as the, the ceilings were low like mine, or we had a, a room that wasn't too echoey, because <laughs> that would drive me mad. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it would be nice to kind of bring it on the road and, you know, jump on a train and go somewhere and record. And even it'd be amazing if I could line up like a couple of um, guests in the same place, like in Galway or Dublin and do, do two of them in the, within a couple of days. That'd be a, a, unbelievable. But to get to get that level of um, scheduling right would probably be quite difficult. But you never know. You never know. But like I will, uh, like even just doing a few episodes ago, uh, getting Josh to come over here was a, was a step forward in that, that I had someone back in the in the house. And at least I know I have that option for anybody who's who's near and can come here and we can shoot it the same way as we did. And the the mic sounded grand where it was. I thought I'd have to get two mics 
I probably will if I go on the road, but obviously I don't at the moment. So that's a positive thing too. And there was one thing actually during the week. Again, I, I went into um, I went into town to get a, a gift from my from my dad for Father's Day, which would have passed by now by the time you've you've heard it. Like it was this is recorded the day before Father's Day, um, and I like I I really didn't like it or feel comfortable in there. It's such a weird. It's such a weird thing that seems to happen. And I, I don't know if it, like, this isn't like, if I go from my house to my dad's house, I'm not talking about that because I'm not going in, I'm going into town, but I'm not stopping in town. You know, I'm not locking the bike and having to go into shopping, the shopping center and do bits and pieces. But so that's different. But when I go, to, there's something I don't, I'm not comfortable with. And it's, it's nothing to do with COVID, obviously. It's, it's to do with, the break that was kind of there, you know, the two year break, which I took, which I was delighted not to go into town. I was happy that didn't never in any case did it bother me that I couldn't, but now that I have, now that it's there and I can go back in and I, you know, I want to go back in and get the gift. I just, and I always get, I talked to someone about this before and they think it, I talked to a doctor about it before, wasn't it? I think it was. So about the idea of getting dizzy in places and where there's a lot of stuff, a lot of colours on the walls and stuff. And and obviously in Easton's, that's what it's like, you know, with all the book spines and stuff around the place. And I just get really like uncomfortable and just feeling kind of dizzy or I don't know what it is. I just, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. Uh, and maybe look, I can bring this to therapy. Now, this isn't one of my main things that I want to talk about with with the therapist, but yeah, maybe I need to like bring this up as well. Uh, you know, it's um, it could be an anxiety thing, it could be an OCD thing, and that I'm not where I should be or where I feel I should be because you know, going to town is a, is taking me out of a, a kind of a schedule that I have each week and and a well well drilled schedule, a well oiled schedule, um. So yeah, it was just it was just one of those things that I kind of wanted to kind of maybe someone who's listening can give me a advice or a tip on or or maybe tell me what they think it might be because it's a weird, very weird thing. It doesn't happen when I go into the gym. Uh you know, if I go into you know savory fair on the corner or actually or even in super value, like when I go there for my weekly shop, I don't um I don't get it there and there's lots of colours and there's lots of stuff around, you know. But I seem to get it when I'm when I'm going into somewhere like Easton's or something that it just it's just a weird thing and and it's I don't know I seem like I'm out of practice with town and what I had years ago with doing anxiety and I wouldn't want to go near town maybe like the ten percent of that is still there because or ten percent of that came back rather than it's still there and and you know I just I'd like to figure it out so I don't have to feel because every time it happens that 10% goes up a little bit because you think, Oh, I, I have to protect myself from that. I don't want to, um, I don't want to feel like that. So I'm not going to go in there and I have to go in there <laughs> simple as, because I mean, you have to get stuff, you know? Um, I was, uh, I was watching, um, one of my favorite directors, people who listen to this will know, um, is Paul Thomas Anderson. Um, he did his probably most, his probably greatest achievement would be There Will Be Blood, but he did other great films like Boogie Nights, uh, Magnolia, uh, Phantom Thread, The Master. They're all, for me, they're all brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Even Punch Drunk Love, he got a, he got Adam Sandler to do a good performance. But um, so some of you might follow my Instagram. I got a, a really nice book for my birthday, uh, my birthday for my mom. And it's a, it's a Paul Thomas Anderson masterclass and it goes through all his films um, in depth. 
So I'm going to go back and do like a, a big study, like a marathon of, of his films. Um, in the book, I think it's the, in, yeah, in the book, it's his age, his age films, his first age films, but he's had one come out since. Uh, I just posted about it this morning. Uh, it's my film of the week. And if anybody follows that little series I have, uh, it's called Licorice Pizza. Um, I didn't understand the title and it doesn't explain it in the film at all. But um, I did find out that a licorice pizza is a, is a vinyl record, which does make sense. He was going to call the film Soggy Bottom, which would have been worse. But uh, Soggy Bottom is the name of a company the young lad sets up in it for waterbeds. But it's a really uh, it's a really beautiful film set in the seventies, and it's um, about a young lad, fifteen uh, year old, who kind of gets infatuated with a twenty fifth, twenty five year old, I think. And um, uh, it's Cooper Hoffman plays the the young kid, and he's Philip Seymour Hoffman's son. Oh, some of his expressions are so like his dad; it's unbelievable. Uh, and Alana Heim from the band Heim uh, plays uh, is the lead. And her whole family's in as well. Her two sisters who were in the band with her uh, in an actual band, the film band, and their parents play the parents as well, which is good. But it's great because it's about him. You know, he's after her. She seems to have like a fascination or a want to hang around these young kids. Maybe she thinks they're cool because she didn't have that kind of uh, thing when she was that young. But he's this kind of little like grifter, you know, that he 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 jumps from these little ideas to ideas. Like one of his ideas is waterbeds and. Then he switches it over to something else. He he gets a little store, um. But it's kind of a it's a, it's a drama comedy film. But there's certain elements of it you kind of have to just go with it with regards to like you know their kind of fantasies and um. PTA is a Paul Thomas Anderson is what this big fan of doing. I can't remember what the name of it is, and I should really know. But he'll have say if you say if you and I are walking down the street and we're t- we're talking about just say we're talking about films, and like the end of the sentence would be, and then I saw licorice pizza in the cinema and it was, and he'll stop the, the conversation will stop. It'll jump to a different scene, a different scene. You're in a different place, but the conversation carries on. You know what I mean? So it's the same. So from between when the conversation stopped on one street to when it started on the other, there was no gap in the conversation. They just moved location. It's, you see it in some films and it's kind of jarring, but he seems to use it quite a lot. I probably explained that terribly, but if you want to know more about it, contact me on the, on the Instagram page and we can have a chat. But he, he uses a lot. Look, it's a very old fashioned method of cinema. Uh, he's huge on people like Robert Altman and uh, and again, even going back further than that as well um, to directors who would have used that because it was a device used at the time. But I mean, now it's it's not logical for two people to be having a conversation. The conversation ended at one point and started at another point, but you're it moved into another location. So um, I do love the way he uses that. I'm 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 a big fan. It's very disorientating, but it's really cool. Um, but so yeah, I'd I'd really rate the film. I I gave it four out of five on my letterbox, and I think when I when I talk about uh, PTA's films, you know, five out of five is there will be blood and probably the master Magnolia, and then most of the others are four and a half, four stars. He's, he's got an incredible. Uh, rate even his first film hard eight is is a really really gritty crime kind of slash noir kind of film but it's it's good it's got samuel l jackson it's got um john c Riley, and unfortunately the uh, philip baker hall who passed uh away uh last week actually but it's it's he's he's such a he's such a great filmmaker but i just want to say mention that film um because i have great excitement when his films come out um 
and I also found out yesterday that the Beatles Get Back is coming out on Blu-ray in two weeks, and I can't wait to get that too. Um, so, but I want like I I know I got to go through some guests there, um, but I do obviously want to make a very very special thanks to every single guest who has been on this show, all ninety-eight of you plus the two who I've missed out who are going to be on in the next couple of weeks to round it off to a hundred. Um, you've made the show. Uh, it was, you know, uh, I, I know I don't give myself enough credit for the, for the podcast. I don't, you know, I don't give John credit for the podcast. What I do, I thank John every day. I don't every, uh, every episode and that. And I, and I appreciate, he knows I appreciate what he does for me, what I can't do, but I know I don't give myself enough appreciation. And, and my mom's the first to tell me that I don't, but, um, the the show like I wouldn't have got the 125 guests or 125 episodes without the guests. I wouldn't like you know I'm rambling here. I rambled in the last episode. Um, it's to do with the guests that come on, the variety of guests and the their willingness to talk. Um, not not you know the willingness to talk about what they do and their jobs and things like that, what they do for a hobby, but in particular for embracing the idea that it's a mental health podcast that where we where we are open about mental health and I'm inevitably inevitably going to ask a couple of questions about mental health and they embrace that they don't shy away from any point nobody has um so so for every one of you um thank you so much uh and and a big thank you to our only other host ever uh to tracy for episode 100 that was a lot of fun uh and i'm going to get her back for episode 200 but it's not for another 75 weeks so you're all right tracy you can you can relax for a bit um, but yeah, it's it's been a it's been a pleasure being able to chat to all of you and to be able to keep in touch with some of you. And you know, it's 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 def- definitely over the last two years, it's brightened up my life and uh, it's uh, it's given me a sense of uh, kind of achievement in something and uh, and an open like book to an open sorry I should say an open diary for me to write out my thoughts and speak my thoughts to you and put it on here on record and. Even phys- like even talking about old guests, if I listen back to myself two years ago, I was a different person like we all were, but I can hear myself grow through the episodes and maybe be more confident with the guests and um, may hopefully be able to put them at ease if they need to be. Uh, but most of you haven't. You've been you've been unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, thank you to all of you. Thanks to John, as usual, for for his tech um, achievement. Thanks to my mom and dad, my granddad, Jaron Calvin, for your support, for your help putting the podcast together. Uh, for listening every week. Um, it's been great. Uh, we are on Facebook, as I mentioned earlier on. Subscribe if you uh, have the time, and uh, that would be very um, appreciated. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, you can contact us on any of them if you want to talk about something, if you want to. If you want to reach out and you think you you know you might know a couple of good guests to come on, do so. That'd be great. You know, we're welcome to, or everyone's welcome. Um after a, a serious vetting process, I know. Um, we're on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, Google Podcasts, etc. Um, thank you very much for listening to me again, Waffle, two weeks in a row. Uh, but look, we threw something together um, in the midst of some, some sort of guest crisis. We threw something together. But next week, I promise you next week, we will have a guest uh, who I'm very looking forward to, to speaking to. Um, so yeah, until then, thank you so much. Uh, have a lovely week. Take care. Bye.